Hey everyone, this is Challenge Humano and welcome to She Said That. Just in case people don't understand this this podcast, it is for you to speak your opinion, try to do it in a respectful way, but I basically make you think, ask questions, and then people respond. So please feel free to respond to any episodes that I have out there. Talk to friends and family. You guys can get a whole group going and state your opinion. It's all good. What we're going to talk about today is Fidel Castro and Trump and then the Nicolas Maduro and Trump supporters you know who that is that you know who all these people are so Trump uh is up for election and one of his main supporters are the Latino vote and a lot of Cubans back him up because they feel that Biden would be more like Castro so I decided to look up and find out actually what Fidel Castro and Trump have in common, as well as Maduro. So first we're going to go with Castro. And I don't do any like noises and comments with people. Maybe one day I'll interview people and stuff. But really, I want people just to listen and then think, maybe research, and then discuss. So we, I just dive right into it because that's what she says that do. That's what me challenge does. I challenge you to think and ask questions and actually talk to each other and listen. It's not that hard to do. So starting off with Castro. Castro in his uh, reign and a power of Cuba, he eliminated free press and That is a similarity to Trump because Trump coined the phrase fake news and has set limits on who and how many journalists are allowed to ask him questions. And he appears mostly on one particular network. He doesn't, he rarely goes out up until now because it's close to elections, which makes sense to appear on different networks. But for the majority of his presidency, he maintained and stayed with one particular network and he limit his his questions and everything else to particular um news people and networks so that's the pretty similarities between castro and trump another similarity would be castro implemented a one-party state meaning there was only one party. There was there was no choices in this situation. And it's pretty much the same thing with Trump because Trump attacks the Democrat Party as being enemies. He has stated that blue states are un-American simply based on a political party. There is no, he has not ever um, explained or talked about in detail why these blue states are un-American or patriotic or whatever. Uh, why the Republican Party is 
the supreme party and should be the only party. He basically is making a statement each and every time that the Republican Party should be the one and only party, which is basically what Castro did when he took over Cuba. Castro also aligned with the Soviet Union. Um, The Soviet Union... Sorry, that was a bug and it was attacking me and I had to kill it. Um, Castro aligned himself with the Soviet Union. They were best friends. They did business together. Same thing with Trump. Trump has not yet said anything bad about Putin. He often jumps very quickly to Putin's defense um, and everything. So, again, that's their similarities with Castro and and Trump. They seem to be pro Soviet Putin type of people. Castro celebrated the guerrilla style revolution. Remember, Castro um, took power. He wasn't elected. He basically threw um, or took over the previous person in charge um, by um, getting people to fight for his cause which is basically what Trump implores his supporters to do. He implores them to take arms and have this guerrilla warfare against other Americans. And I just want to let that let let's let that sink in. As much patriotism is tossed around this place, let that sink in. Other Americans attacking attacking each other. I don't know what is more anti-patriotic than that, but somehow he can turn that into patriotism. So in that sense, he does. He's He has that same similarity, that same guerrilla style. He, he celebrates that when people take arms and punches someone in the face just because they don't agree with you or points a gun in another person's face because... They don't agree with you or take somebody's life because you feel they are a threat, even though we have, as he would say, adequate policing. You should let them do their jobs if they're good at it. If you trust in them, then you should let them do their job. But apparently he does not. Trump does not believe policing is adequate because they tend to choke And uh, have a lapse in judgment when they get scared. So he, um, you know, choke like you do in golf. So he, Trump, like Castro, believes in that guerrilla style revolution. Castro then, back in the day, like back in the late late 80s, early 90s, Castro, Castro allowed immigrants... Cuban immigrants to flood the U.S. shores by the thousands. And this is something that Trump supporters must think about when it comes up to elections. Because Cubans, if Cubans support Trump, what does that entail for your immigrant policy? Because if 
Cubans support Trump and they vote for Trump, they're going to want something in return. And that want is going to be the um, allowing of more immigrants to the shores. So it's just something that Trump supporters should have to weigh. Not only do you have to worry about Mexicans crossing over. I know you guys think a wall is going to do something, but whatever. Anyways, and then on top of that, Cubans getting in boats by the thousands like they did in the early 90s and touching shore and just by doing so are able to reap the rewards that um, normal American citizens have. So you have to, as Trump supporters, you have to think of that option as well. Castro uh, handed power to his brother. And there's a lot of talk um, in the Republican Party that Eric or his name is Don Jr., Trump's son um, is is up for the next Republican president. Again, this is something that they have in common. They want that family line to continue um, to rule over a country. So as Cuban voters, uh, you guys tend to think that um, Trump is so opposite from Castro, but just by my little basic research, he is very much similar to Castro. It's very interesting how much similarities they have. And I advise you and I recommend before you comment on anything to actually look up quotes from Castro and you'll see similarities to Trump's um, comments. Now we're going to go on to Venezuela with Nicolas Maduro who came into power after Hugo Chavez's death. Um, Maduro was able to win the election. That was in question because of his razor-thin win, which was a, which caused accusation of voting irregularities. Didn't we just get through this? I feel like I feel like I'm reading what happened in 2016 it's crazy anyways Maduro incarcerated several high pro- profile critics which is exactly what Barr is calling for when he talks about mayors um, in Oregon and California and New York or whatever whatever place he's talking about he he pretty much wants to do the same thing he wants to imprison Anybody who criticizes this president or protests against them. Rather than in American democracy, the people in that area, the people in those states should be allowed to use their votes to make that decision for themselves. As a Republican, I think that would be extremely important and high priority that federal government does not step in and take over what the state has voted and what the people who have lived in that state spoke for. Because then that is a problem. And I don't know why Republicans are not speaking out about this. 
because what they're doing is setting precedents. And what that means is when a Democratic president comes into power, which will happen, they can easily allow federal government to take over whatever state because Trump has set that president. So you're you're kind of setting yourself up for, I don't know. Mitch McConnell, he doesn't work. He's been on vacation for the last decade. So I guess whatever the case, whatever. Anyways, the opposition against Maduro had a petition with like 1.8 million signatures to remove him. Um, but the Electoral Commission, a.k.a. the Republicans, drug their feet and never really did anything about it and just made everything slow moving. Eventually, down the line, Maduro declared a state of emergency that granted the army and the police power to keep order and allowed the president to work around legislature. legislation. Trump does the same thing with his executive orders, and he calls his, I don't know what Maduro called his, but Trump calls his law and order, which is basically the same thing, using the military and the police to... Um, make decisions for states when it's not his place to do so do so maduro said it was for national security because right-wing contingents in the country was plotting with foreign elements to destabilize venezuela oh my gosh am i like i this happened a while ago but i feel like it's like they're talking about it right now because that is exactly what Trump is saying. He's saying the left-wing people of this country are plotting and using foreign elements to destabilize the United States. Are they best friends? Is Maduro and Trump the same person? Oh my god. Someone look that up. We should take a DNA test. What do they look like? No, they don't look alike. Oh my gosh. No, they don't look alike. So I can't I wouldn't say they are related. They're both really fat, though. So, anyways, I'm I'm off. I'm whatever. Okay, Trump says the left wing is yeah. I said that. Trump said the left wing is plotting. See, I'm so focused on their. <laughs> I'm looking up like Maduro and Trump. Are they related? Do they look the same? Are they like lost at birth? Because you never know. You just don't know. So, in this situation, are Cubans and Venezuelans being duped, the American ones here in America? Trump supporters, by the way, don't think you're American. (laughs) They want to get rid of you guys. Anyways, but the American ones, do they have some type of Stockholm Syndrome where they feel homey when they see Trump? You know what I mean? They hear that and they're like, I feel like a child in my home country. You know why? Because he sounds like a lot like Castro. Maybe that's what is like screwing you up. I don't know. I don't know if this is a question. Do you guys have Stockholm Syndrome? Because you say you want um, to be able to have your own business and, and work freely but when you are the first to lose your business, when you are the last to get aid, and when you are the last to get health care of any kind, like this, you could be paying for it. And when they neglect you, you're just going to 
take it up the butt like that? I am. That's just a question. I'm asking a question. Are you willing to take it up the butt like that? Are you willing to constantly over and over again, start your business because of the coronavirus, 60% of small businesses will never reopen again. So if you're a, a Latino who can't start their business up right away, are you willing to do this over and over again and then to be left behind because your last name is too Latin and so you get skips, so you just wait. I mean, I'm just asking, how many times are you willing to to do this over and over again? Although they do, um, studies do show that Cubans do have some type of safety over white supremacy. And the only reason why I bring up white, white supremacy, because it is um, a group that is protected under the president. He's never really spoken anything bad or made any comments about this group even though they have increased um it does show that cubans do cubans that look let me really rephrase that because there are some cubans that are dark skin and then there are some cubans that are really white like cameron diaz and so those cameron diaz cubans (laughs) have some safety over white supremacy. But I do have a question for the white supremacy group then. And the um you know the the people in America, the white people in America that believe in a pure race and all that other stuff. So you can't you can't have a pure race if you have Cubans because Cubans have African descent and have a little bit of African in them. So if you're going to use the one drop rule Cubans are probably the last person you want to keep around. I would rather choose. Let me see. I'm trying to think of a an, a Latin group that is mostly. I would probably say Argentinians are a good one. Um, ba 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 ba. I wouldn't say Chileans because they have Native American. And them like that Indian Native American stuff. So I mean that. Um yeah. Argentinians, Spain, um, maybe some Uruguay, Paraguay up in there you might want to stick with. I don't know how much they come up this way to live. But yeah, Cubans are like no good. Yeah, they got African in them, so African, yeah, you're not going to have a pure race. You're just, unless you're planning on treating the Cubans the way you treated African Americans or the blacks and just use them, use them as your slave and have them cook your meals and stuff, then by all means, Cuban is the way to go. Um, So, I mean, these are just similarities that these two... Um, leaders of these Latin countries that people keep bringing up as to why Latinos are voting for Trump. Um, Maybe Latinos should revisit some issues here and realize the similarities. There's more similarities than there are differences. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Castro... 
could be nothing like Trump. I mean, he did fight. <laughs> he was physical. So that's a, that's, that's a, there's a difference in that. And he is able to grow facial hair. So, I mean, there's, there's plenty of differences that you can choose. I'm just pointing out the similarities that, um, Trump is taking this country is pretty much similar to how Castro and Maduro uh, took their countries. And we know how well Cuba and Venezuela turned out. So I guess my question is, one, to Cubans and Venezuelans, are you aware of these? Um, What is it that you think that Trump has done for you? You can't, mind you, the people that are saying Trump has done a gun, has done good things for you, I need you to state what it is. You can't say Trump has done something good for you. And then like that lady on People and the President, Trump, you're, you're awesome, but my mom died <laughs> seven days ago from COVID. Nah. No. Mm-mm. If, if. If, if we're in paradise and there is no chaos and destruction, then you're, you, you shouldn't be saying my mom died. You should be saying she got COVID and she survived and she's here with me stronger than ever. If your story is Trump, you're doing a good job, but I lost my mom to COVID or a family member to COVID, then you have failed the first step. If you say Trump is doing a good job, but I don't have a job and I can't seem to find one, then you have failed. If you say Trump is doing a good job, but my business is closed or I have a shortage of A, B, and C, then you have failed. I need someone that's like, Trump's doing a good job. I made $2 million in two months and my back is straight. Boom. I don't even know why I said my back is straight, but I feel like people's backs are, are, are hurting. And so, therefore... No, it is going. I'm still recording. I felt like I stopped recording, but I feel like people's backs are are hurting for some reason. I feel like when when there's pain and destruction, people's backs start to hurt. It's a symptom. So I need I need those people to to respond. Only those people that have those positive results truly positive results like you know I did my taxes and I got five thousand dollars back and I've never been sick and I want a Mercedes like that type of thing don't come to me and be like oh I lost my job and Trump's gonna help me get it back you should have never lost it in the first place because <laughs> that's gonna be my response anyways so Latino voters, please respond back to this and and let me know why you're voting for Trump. And if you're not voting for Trump, tell me why you're not voting for Trump. And if you don't know on how you're going to vote, tell me why you don't know how you're going to vote. And let's figure this out. Because I feel like, again, I'm going to state my statements I have made previously Trump supporters don't have confidence in Trump because if they did, 
they wouldn't make excuses for him. It would just be. If that makes any sense. It's like, if you can get an A on a test, then you will get an A. If you don't get an A and you make excuses, then you're not as good as you say you are. You know what I mean? It's like if you play a sport, if you're awesome at a sport, then you will be the winner at the end. If you're not the winner, then you weren't as great (laughs) as you thought you were. So you need improvement. That's all. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So I feel like Trump supporters make excuses for him because they know he isn't capable of doing so. So you know where I'm at. So then you have to prove to me that, no, he is capable because he has done. And I'm hard to persuade. But you guys can try. Okay, well, I think that is all I have for this. It's, again, she said that is very short and sweet. I don't want to waste people's time. Uh, Cubans and Venezuelans and Latinos have to figure out what you're worth and what you're willing to take. And white supremacy groups have to figure out which minority group are you willing to take under your wings. Because you will never be a pure race. Hey, this is Challenge Humano, and she said that. <laughs>